Welcome back to Kurios Podcast, and on today's topic, we'll be talking about the importance of hermeneutics. I would like to start off in a passage you find in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6-10. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel other than the one we have preached to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We see the importance of hermeneutics and how it applies to sermons and church services. We see many pastors in the New Age movement cherry-picking many verses and taking them out of context to give their customers or the people that attend their services a happy experience. anesthetic kind of preaching that knows their senses that doesn't bring them the truth it just gives them a perverted version we see even the serpent uses this tactic in the garden of eden Mm -hmm. and um this is why we as christians we have to use exegesis Mm -hmm. as a manner to contradict this teaching because while these pastors they're using asahesis. They're taking verses out of context, cherry-picking them to preach this false gospel. They're creating more disciples and evangelizing and just growing this movement into what could be something really bad that could cause division in the church. Yeah. We have to define some of the <laughs> words that he was using, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Let's start by uh, hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the science and the art of interpreting scriptures. Um, Hermeneutics is actually my favorite class in seminary. I would also agree. It's probably it goes hand in hand with homiletics as well. And it was really uh, inspiring and opening eyes of how to study the Bible as well. Yeah. Homiletics is the way that we're going to speak. But (laughs) before having a good homiletic, you have to have hermeneutics. I think that hermeneutics should be a bare minimum skill for every single Christian Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that comes to Christ. Because without hermeneutics, you cannot understand the Bible. Every Christian needs to learn how to read the Bible. They need to learn how to properly separate what belongs in the scriptures and needs to learn basic um basic hermeneutics and mm-hmm. so to define exegesis yeah you, you use the words exegesis. hermeneutics you use the words mm-hmm. exegesis and asegesis mm-hmm. okay hermeneutics we just defined exegesis is the greek word which means to extract so exegesis mm-hmm. is us extracting the truth from mm-hmm. the scriptures yeah okay asegesis is the polar opposite asegesis is inserting our truth inserting our yeah. understanding mm-hmm. into the scriptures yeah can you tell me i, more o- about I that? always explain it this way when we do exegesis that means the 
correct interpretation, we let the Bible speak to us. Mm -hmm. But when we do exegesis, we speak to the Bible. That means that mm -hmm. I have a thought, right? And I want to conform that thought. I'm going to find a passage. I'm going to find a verse to for the scripture to agree with my thought, with what I'm thinking. And that's when we do a bad interpretation of scripture. Because when we start looking for a verse, then we just get that verse. We don't read the entire chapter. We don't read the <laughs> any context. And we just get it. And we say, oh, this is what the Bible says. And I wanted to introduce a lot of people that um, understand uh, this truth of asegesis, they are called the Name It, Claim It movement. Mm -hmm. So the Name It, Claim It movement, what they essentially do is they name what their goal is, what they want from God, they'll claim it, and they'll try to back that up by claiming that they're apostles or disciples directly from God and that they have this authority. So they start to claim things that they want in their life and 80, 89, 90, 98% of this time, it is in contradiction with God's will. And so you mentioned another movement, the New Age movement. A New Age teacher is a teacher who combines and blends all different religions, specifically Eastern secret religions like uh, Buddhism and Hinduism, and starts to make this mesh or mosaic of different beliefs so that You can present one easy-to-digest religion, which does not contradict anything. The sticker, um, Coexist, have you seen those before? There's like a sticker. Essentially, it's a bunch of different religions combined. And I see on cars all the time. And it says there's a cross. There's um, atheism. Uh, there's Muslims. There's Hinduism, Buddhism. And all of this says Coexist, right? So that's the sticker for new age new age is one religion that combines it all and so to combat this you were saying the importance of hermeneutics is so vital but we defined what hermeneutics is so what are actually the components of hermeneutics how do i perform a uh exegesis mm -hmm. there there are different ways that we can do it Um, the first thing you gotta read the entire chapter, right? To get a context of what's happening yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Also, you um, there is the context of the chapter, there is a context of the book, and there is a context of the entire Bible, and none of them are gonna contradict each other, right? Another thing that we do are parallel passages. That means there are verses that are that have been used, right? And those verses can give us more insights, right? An example of this, mm -hmm. uh, we see prophecies as the very uh, greatest example of a parallel verse. Mm -hmm. um, Psalms chapter 23 uh, says, my God, my God, why have you, is, is it Psalms 22, which says, yeah. my God, my God, why, why have, have you, you forsaken, forsaken me? me? Yeah. They pierced mm -hmm. my hands and my feet. Mm -hmm. We see Jesus Christ saying these same yeah. exact words Three when times. he's on mm -hmm. the cross. He says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So if you know anything about Psalms, like uh, any good Jew would know, he, you would know that he is quoting yeah. Psalms. And so this is the best example of a parallel verse. We see in the Old Testament a passage, and then we see the same exact phrase in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So that's the easiest way to understand this. Yeah, because the best way to interpret is the verse is with another verse because mm -hmm. yeah. they coexist together. And another example is um, we're going to go to the most complex version of parallel verses, mm -hmm. Revelations. 
In Revelations, one of the most complex books of the Bible, we see an image, okay? And in this image, we see an olive tree, we see a lampstand, and if you're reading the book of Revelations by itself, you're going to be lost. And so in the verse, John actually explains, and he asks the angel that's giving him the dream, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the Bible will even give the explanation within the same chapter. Yeah. But in other visions, you actually have to find the uh, the mm-hmm. vision of the olive tree all the way in the book of Zechariah. Because yeah. we have to remember that the Bible wasn't, as we know, isn't in chronological order. Yeah. It was written that's, in different ways as well. That's a hermeneutics uh, principle. And one of the things that the first phrase that I learned in hermeneutics class, it was that the best interpreter of scripture is it's itself. Yeah, scripture itself. itself, right? So we always go to the Bible. We don't need anything else. We have scriptures, right? We also have, of course, we have some uh, other um, commentators and people that have done um, a wonderful job to um, interpret scriptures and we can use them, of course, and and. And one of the things that I have learned is that there are many um, in history, there are many good uh, teachers, right? Yep. And when I interpret a passage and I go to the interpret the interpretations of that same passage from many of those teachers and they actually agree to what I'm, I'm interpreting is, yeah. yeah, of my thesis, I, I always go like, okay, many of these teachers have the same thought, right? We're on the same... Um, Line of, line, of thought. Uh, line of thought. This has happened to me, exactly. Yeah. And so one thing that I like to do when I read the Bible is I like to make my thesis about the passage before I read any commentary. Yeah. Why? Because if I read commentary mm-hmm. and then I read the passage, I'm already going to be biased. Mm-hmm. You're going to base your thoughts of what they said. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was, this is so important to understand that we can't rely on other people Mm-hmm. and other commentaries to explain the Bible and have that as our ultimate source of truth. Yeah. Why? It's because the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. the ultimate source of authority, yes. and He is the teacher. So in order mm-hmm. to make a good uh, exegesis on a scripture, what do you have to do first? Pray. Mm-hmm. You have to pray to ask God yeah. to teach you about the scriptures. And so once you do that, you prepare yourself, and you prepare, and you ask God, Please just tell me what you want to speak to me within these scriptures. And moving on to a different topic, I wanted to bring up the word Hebrewisms. Mm -hmm. So this uh, podcast is full of a lot of different uh, terms. We're trying to uh, introduce all these terms so that the listener can Mm -hmm. essentially be maybe motivated or just uh, to study theology so they can be immersed in Mm -hmm. the world of theology. Yeah. What is uh, a Hebrewism, Anthony? It, it, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would I'm try gonna, to explain that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. Um, here we have, sorry. yeah, here we have uh, guys from different parts of the world because I was born in Cuba, right? Mm-hmm. Let me explain this pretty simple for some people that are hearing. I was born in Cuba, and we have some phrases, right? That those phrases, if you translate it to English, um, literally you will not understand They're lose the sense of what they actually mean. Exactly. So every single uh, guy from Colombia, I have, I have speak from guys from uh, Venezuela. They all have their phrases, right? Slangs. Yep. Yeah, slang. 
right? And those phrases cannot be translated mm -hmm. literally because you will not understand them, right? We have many translate translations of the Bible. And many times those um, phrases are translated literally mm -hmm. and they lose the entire meaning yep. of what scriptures um, meant to say. And for that reason, we have to go to the original language. Yep. Yeah. So this is something that um, when people hear, I have to go to the original language, that means I have to learn Hebrew and Greek. No. There are so many different tools out there that are available to you through the internet. An app I would like to recommend recommend is the Blue Letter Bible. It gives you direct access to a translation of the original text and something that um, we do to understand the original definitions is word studies. So people like to read the passage of a Bible with like an overview or a helicopter ride over a jungle. But once you start to get slow and you start to examine what actually goes and lies beneath this jungle, you start to realize there's so much more complexities. And yes. my greatest example of this is the following passage. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. Of course, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Of course, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. So <laughs> when we see this, we're like, why is, he, why is Jesus asking Peter wh why he loves him so many times? Is Jesus insecure about Peter loving him? Mm -hmm. No. If you look at the original language, you actually see that the word love is different. I believe either two or three different words that mean entirely different things. And so what comes to my mind is the word agape and the word um, philos. So agape is godly love that only can come from God, right? Mm -hmm. Philos is a brotherly love, a, a love that we have, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's also eros. Now, eros is a passionate love, right? So there's two different usages. There's, you know, a sexual passion, but there's also a passion that we were actually talking about a little mm -hmm. bit earlier, yeah. a passion that just like surpasses a, uh, a normalcy, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you start to discover that there's three different definitions within the same exact word in our English, you start to see how limited some of our English words are when we start to discover all of this. So it basically unlocks a whole entire world of theology, a whole entire world of meaning and understanding that we didn't think and we weren't aware of before. Mm -hmm. And so another point that um, I wanted to break down is how we um, perform that exegesis. One of them is this. We have to find out who's talking. Mm -hmm. So we can do all this with the word studies, but if we don't know who is talking, if we don't know who the audience is, and if we don't know what the purpose of the passage is, we're missing a lot. Yeah. So how do you find out who's talking within the scriptures? <laughs> I mean, there are many uh, ways of, of, I have a, um, Bibles that I use to for references and stuff like that. And there are some books that do not, that to this day, we don't even know the author mm -hmm. of them for a fact, right? But we know that when the Holy Spirit inspired scriptures, he used the personality of the author. That means the author was mm -hmm. inspired by God, but 
his personality, we can see his personality through the scriptures when yeah. he was writing. And that's so important because with that, you can see the, um, the regional meaning of scriptures and what mm -hmm. scripture says, right? So, um, for example, we see in many of the pistols, we see uh, the character of Paul. The introduction. Yeah. And, and it's so important when he was introducing himself, he will always said, um, he will always have this introduction. He will say slave of Christ and he will say the apostle, right? Mm -hmm. And he will have this um, uh, message to the church, to a specific church, right? And we see the problems of all of those churches, right? And in that way, we can go ahead and identify right because the pistols are the main doctrine for the church mm -hmm. right for the order of the church so right now we will see that when we read the pistols we will say this the main purpose of every single one of these uh, pistols is to speak to the church to yep. establish the doctrine of the church that's when we are able to interpret uh the pistols in yep. the correct way and so not to open another can of worms um, but this is how we actually determine what books are part of the biblical canon by seeing if they're uh, who is talking, who's the audience, what the purpose of it is. But uh, to wrap things up, I want to uh, make this final statement. Hermeneutics without the help of the Holy Spirit is simply knowledge that goes straight to the brain and through one ear and out through the next. Mm -hmm. In order to have the fullness of, of what God intended for studying the scriptures, we need to have our um, connection with God first. And then once we understand that you cannot understand the scriptures without the Holy Spirit, you cannot have one without the other. We cannot have too much word, but not enough Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And so once we understand that these two actually come together and unify, then we can understand that what God wants for us within the scriptures is beautiful it is uh for reproof it's for instruction it's for exhortation for one another and then we have this uh bible this scripture as our guide and so with that i would like to um just thank you all for listening and i hope you guys have a good rest of your day Amen.